Hello and welcome to Out in South London with me, Rosie Wilby on Resonance 104.4 FM. Well, we've got a packed show. I, I hope we should have Betty Bourne popping into the studio shortly in this London Lesbian and Gay Film Festival special. I've been at the BFI this afternoon seeing a couple of films, Submerge and The Comedian, both of which I highly recommend. And also, I saw Ray Spoon and Ivan Coyote on Friday evening in NFT3 with their show Gender Failure, a combination of live storytelling, live music and animations. Um, it was really quite something. And that was one of the tracks from the show by Ray Spoon. Also, uh, Last Night Burn, featuring a, a very intriguing performance by Johnny Wu. It's a, a mixture of film and cabaret performance. So that was all all worth checking out and also worth checking out is uh, Betty Bourne. It goes with the shoes, which we'll be talking about in the second half of the show because Betty has just arrived. But first of all, we'll be talking to Rod Shelton, the author whose book, Bacassa's Last Apostle, is out on Paradise Press and has just been shortlisted in the gay mystery category at the Lambda Literary Awards. Hello, Rod. Hello, Rosie. Um, thanks for joining us in this slightly hectic edition of, uh, of Out in South London. It's my pleasure. Um, well, tell us a bit about the book, because it does have some South London connections, I believe. Yes, a lot of the action takes place in South London, set in uh, New Cross, uh, Nunhead. Oh, um, Nunhead, just down the road from me. OK, uh, Surrey Keys. Uh, if anybody knows the Wibbly Wobbly, plenty of the action yep. takes place on there. Nice, nice venue. If it, 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 nice, pleasant, relaxing place to go. Um, it's basically um, the story about a mixed race gay guy from London, from from Dudley, oh, who's yes. down to down Dudley. in London from Dudley. Yes, <laughs> yes. He, he speaks like that. That's right. right. And he's in down in London for a mysterious meeting with a solicitor to give him something of his father's. But mm -hmm. his father ran away back to Africa when he was two years old and he knows nothing about him. Right. On the way to the meeting, he gets um, beaten and lured into an alley, beaten unconscious and has everything ah. stolen from him, oh. including all of his clothes. Oh. And he runs stark naked for, for cover and ends up unwittingly after night on Hampstead Heath. Mm. And the rest of the book is basically a romp through the London gay scene right. um, where, where right. he, and, he and the friends who rescue him from the pickle he gets himself into um, to try and find out where his father, how his father stole Emperor Bacassa's diamonds and Gosh. where, and more importantly, where he hid them yes. before his followers, his apostles, get there first. And where did the inspiration for this come from then? Well, it kind of grew. I, I knew I want. I knew the sorts of characters I wanted to write about, and I knew I wanted some sort of um, some sort of scandalous political figure to hang it on. Yeah. And then I found out about Emperor Bacassus' coronation ring, um, and and once I once once I had that in my hands, the rest of the plot flowed naturally. Mm. So 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 it really sort of grew organically out out, out of that sort of little tiny kernel. Hmm. Fantastic. And um, an interesting thing that I read that you also have been doing or plan to do anyway was um, actually film yourself doing readings in different locations in London that, that are places, locations from the book. Have you, how many of those have you done? Well, um, the, uh, 
I, I have done I have done one of those, and that okay. was on Hampstead Heath. Brilliant, yeah. Um, um, in in the place where 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 the main character Everton meets his his new uh -huh. friends, uh, but the video camera uh, was a bit of a bit of a technical failure. But uh, <laughs> I know there can be. A, um, a that, that, that was quite. <laughs> I'm sure we'll hear more about that in the next part of the show. That, that was quite amusing. I, I I had been hoping to get someone someone to play Everton and run stark naked down the path and be captured oh, wow. on camera. Oh, please still do that. We'll, well do a cast an open cast. Call out now. Uh, that would be very, very um, uh, uh, gratefully received, Rosie. But um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, filming is and almost everything else oh, is illegal. Well, they not allow it, is. including <laughs> nakedness, including, probably um, giving out flyers, um, oh. uh, consuming alcohol, uh, re reading books. And what about sex? I think that goes on. A bit, uh, that goes it? on a bit as well, and that too is illegal. Yes, <laughs> right, but, um, okay, so don't um, get caught. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and apparently, um, it's, uh, I read the, uh, the terms and conditions on their website. And oh. it said, um, you know, you mustn't do all of these things. Um, oh. And then, I, but then I decided, oh, what the hell? I'll cast a, <laughs> uh, caution to the winds and I'll risk the five pound fine. Oh, a five pound fine, really? Yes. And uh, gosh, course, you, you uh, rebellious spirit, you. Yeah. No. What should happen, of course? But um, along the path, what, what came crawling along the path? But a police car with its <gasps> lights on. Oh. There's um, another book in all this. Well, yes, yes, yes. That's right. Especially as um, as I, I did get a naked black man. Actually, um, <laughs> uh, you have to read my blog uh, to find out the circumstances www.rshelton.org and is that um, is that the best place to find out about the book or should we go to paradisepress.org.uk well, um, the, they're cross-linked but mm. um, uh, uh, Paradise Press or um, uh, my blog yes either of the two Brilliant. And have you got the next book on the go yet, or is that too soon? It's in it's in progress. It's yeah. in progress. Um, a story about some an extinct order of Irish Catholic nuns oh. who um, uh, who are whose convent is being repossessed by the Vatican Bank, <laughs> and who resorts to running a sex phone chat line on the side. And um, uh, oh, wow. th Everton and his friends rescue them from their plight, and but then. They need. They'll then be sort of uh, coming into conflict with with the Vatican, and um, I'm trying to fit in a subplot about Roberto Calvi, but I haven't quite wow. found the the peg to hang that on yet. But okay, it's coming along nicely. And you, um, you're part of the Gay Authors Workshop, aren't you? That's do right. You sort yes. Of kind of re do little readings and test bits out there at the meetings. Well, the Gay Authors Workshop's been going for Many years, over 30 it? years yeah, now, yeah. Um, uh, supporting people to uh, who are who are trying to become authors yep. and to sharing advice and expertise, um, have monthly meetings um, and share a, ho a wealth of knowledge and experience going back over a long period of time. And they set up Paradise Press in order to find a home for their titles in despair when mm. they couldn't find uh, public, big yeah. publishers who yeah. would take them on. And okay. Paradise Press is now in its... Uh, well, it's set up in 1999, so do you, 14th year, that's right. Wow. And uh, we just put up our 32nd available title. Uh, mm. I think that's about the 40th title in total. Some of them, of course, over the years have gone out of print. but. Yeah, it's it's going strong. Brilliant. Now, well, that's that's good to hear in these difficult times in in publishing. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, Rod, and My all pleasure, the best Rosie. with the book. And My well, pleasure. fingers crossed for the awards. Yes, yes, and let, let's hope people have heard this and pop into Prowler and, um, yeah. and uh, Foils and other places who've got the book on sale. Absolutely. Is it in Gaze the Word as well? Yes, it is. You can, you can get a copy in there. Yeah. No, I love that place. Okay. Well, let's hear a bit of a track now before we talk to Betty Bourne and the director of the film, Jeremy Jeffs. This is. Christopher Owens, who we had to 
cut off rather sharply at the end of the show last week, so let's hear his track in full. That track is Christopher Owens, and that is Broken Heart. Well, I'm glad to say that Betty Bourne has now sort of settled into the studio, and we've also got the director of a wonderful film that premieres on Thursday <coughs> in NFT3. Jeremy Jeffs is here as well. Hello, Hi, Jeremy and Hi, Betty. Hello. Great to see you both. Well, Betty, you've, you've been here before a couple yeah. of times, and yeah. it's great to see you again. And it's very exciting yeah. because last time you were here, you were here with Mark Ravenhill, That's who right. directed the live show, and you were... Um, trying to get the money together to make this film happen and you were doing a lot of crowdfunding and offering um, various uh, kind of packages to people like exciting dinners and things like that and so obviously it all came together yes largely yeah, yeah. due to Jeremy yes, yes. How, yeah. <laughs> how did you sort of facilitate that all happening Jeremy because I know a lot of people are doing crowdfunding but yeah, it's hard it's got, it swings and roundabouts I think you have to put a lot of effort into it you have to be really well planned and well organised you have to reach out to the groups that might support it so we had tremendous support from all sorts of communities all around the world actually um, and we had a, a social media producer who got involved and ran all that through Facebook, Twitter, and then reaching out to about, I think, 200 organisations we reached out to. So yeah, wow. it was quite successful. Fantastic. But now we've got to send everyone their DVDs and all the packages they were promised. Now the film's finished oh, and premiering, so that's yes. rather exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I hope you didn't promise too much. No, no, you kept it real. Yeah, yeah, you've got to be realistic about these things. Um, and Betty, what, what do you think of the finished film? I haven't seen the finished film. Oh, you've film. not seen the finished no. film, but you've probably seen a close to I'm finished. I'm scared of it. Oh, but, scared? Uh, Why do you say that? Well, because I'm in it. And, <laughs> uh, I want to be absolutely marvellous. You are. Yeah, you, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice cue for you. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, if someone's making a film about you, you wonder how the hell it is going to end up and mm. how the reactions are. But I've seen yeah. a lot of it because I've got a lot of the the discs from the work that we've done earlier yeah and so that i know there's a lot of fun in it and mm. it's, it's, it's a tremendously important film for me and i think for younger uh, people to see that we have a whole history going back it's, it's of course it's more or less the life of yours truly so Yes, well, we yeah, should. I mean, obviously, you've been on the show a couple of times before, so I've and I've seen your show when it was the live theatre show at Soho Theatre with Mark. But some people may may not have done. So let's sort of um, kind of recap. Obviously, you were um, an actor and then an activist, yes, and you got involved I, with the well, GLF. I sort of dropped out of acting in about 1970, and I got very involved in the Gay Liberation Front. Yes, and this and was right at the beginning of, of that. Yes, right at the beginning. Yes, and then I met a group called the Hot Peaches from New York and that was what I was looking for. It was a wonderful theatre company mm. uh, full of terrific um, lyrics and uh, dialogue and it was a very serious attempt but with, with great comedy as well and I sort of elbowed my way in there mm. and um, joined, joined the company. And then in the following year, 1977, I started my own company, Blue Lips. That's right, because you'd been living in a drag commune, hadn't yes, you? Yes, I had. And some of the people from the commune were in the Blue Lips. Yes, yes. Well, um, Stuart is still uh, still with us. That's um, right, and he he's in the he appears in the film, doesn't he? Yes, Stuart Feather. He does, yeah. Mm. Quite a few people actually. Paul, my lover, appears, and yeah. um, Lavinia or Vincent. Uh, 
<laughs> I get told off if I call him Vin. We have to say Lavinia. Lavinia <laughs> he gave me a strict dressing down for calling Did him Vin. He? I'm so used to you calling him Vin. I called him Vin. He said, I'm not Lavin, I'm well, Lavinia. I, was, I knew him first. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, he's Lavinia Co-op. <laughs> Lavinia Co-op, yeah. right. Well, talking of names, I'm always curious because obviously you're Betty Bourne, but I've noticed how Mark always calls you Bet. Why is that? Well, it's just a choice. I don't okay. mind at all. You don't mind? I you're mean, happy I with either? the closer people get or the more relaxed they feel with me, they probably call me Bet, you know. Okay. But it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's just you're as long as they don't call me by my given name. Okay. Because this name was given to me by... All the queens. Yes, well, that's far more important, isn't it? It is more important, and it's more me. Yeah. It feels like me, you know. Yes. And uh, so mm. there. Uh, and I, I run on doing all sorts of different things now. Yeah. And I was, I was doing the Blue Lips for uh, 25 years. Yes. And now um, I'm in the movies. <laughs> Fantastic, yes. Well, it's a brilliant documentary because, Thanks. I mean, having seen the um, the live show, I was wondering how you would make the documentary. There's almost probably a temptation to sort of just film the live show because that was such a, a wonderful yeah, kind of artefact and performance yeah. as it was. But you've done this interesting thing of sort of intercutting the storytelling from bits from the live show and then bits of Betty straight to camera, bits of Mark, and it's almost like the story flits between these different voices. Yeah, well, it's we've tried to keep one voice consistent, which is Betty's own voice. That of was course. very important to both Mark and I to stick with Betty's voice. It's his story, and you learn about his generation and the work that's gone on and the history that's gone on. But I also wanted to reflect the idea that he's an actor. His life is on stage. That's been, you know, one of Betty's great achievements as well as his activism. And the stage show is a real way of encapsulating that. But then mm. to try something new with documentary making to, to use actuality film, you're going back to the places where Betty met people, saw people, did things, and then interviewing as well and mixing all of those three things mm. together. I and think it, you thought that, that you and Mark thought that was the best way with an actor to tell a story, yeah, yeah. to get him on the stage. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. how it began. I mean, we sat on two bar stools in the Vauxhall Tavern. Oh, was it? The Vauxhall Tavern. And that's how we, Mark yeah. and I started the first shows. Right. We went to the Soho, and yes, that's yeah. where where Jeremy saw us. And yeah. of course, you did it in Edinburgh as well. Yes, You've done, we've it done it lots in of places. New York, we've New done York. It in Australia, and we've, we've hoofed around. <laughs> hoofed, <laughs> hoofed around, definitely. Well, tell us. Obviously, it's called Betty Bourne. It goes with the shoes, and tell yes. us where that title comes from. Well, the title comes from when I was tried for being in a gay demonstration at the Marylebone Magistrates Court, <laughs> and I was in drag, and I had a rather pretty hat on, <laughs> quite a large pretty hat. Yes. And the magistrate said, "Take your hat off," and I said, "I can't." He said, "Take your hat off. You're a man. You're in court. Take it off." I said, "I just can't." He said, "Why not?" I said, "It goes with the shoes." <laughs> and uh, that's how that stuck, really. Yes, absolutely. Um, that was Mark's choice for the for the <laughs> title, wasn't it? Yeah, it works really well. <laughs> are there any drag performers now that you uh, go and see or think are doing David interesting? David Hoyle is the best. David Hoyle, He's yeah. the best on the circuit. He's absolutely amazing. He has no script. He just comes on the stage and is electrifying. Wow, yes, um, yeah, yeah. I think he's my favourite. Mm, mm. He used to be called Divine David. That's right. And he is a bit divine. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, and I've just seen um, Scotty. Oh, Scotty, good. we've had on this show a couple of times. Good. Yeah, yeah he's fabulous. This marvellous show the other week. 
Yeah. All about fat people. Is that the Hamburger Queen? That was the hamburger it's like queen, a sort of yeah. talent show. You're listening, Amy. I'm giving you a big plug. <laughs> oh yes, yes. It's well, really, I think they've. Really a wonderful evening. I was actually. Well, it's interesting. I was sitting next to Amy and Scotty at an event um, last night at the film festival called Burn, oh. and you featured in this, Betty. There was a short um, made by Nathan Evans. Oh yes. Um, yeah. About uh, well, to only uh, I love you, but we only have 14 minutes to save the earth. That's right. It came out of a story that I that I told him that actually happened to me and my boyfriend at the time. Hmm. When the Cuban crisis uh, uh, took place, when when Kennedy and Khrushchev were at each other's throats, and we really did, and everybody felt that that was it, mm-hmm. the world was going to be blown up, and uh, it wasn't. Mm. But as it was going to be blown up, we just rushed home and had wild sex <laughs> all night, and the next day you may as well. <laughs> yes, so that's that's been your solution to things ever since. <laughs> but we tried to help. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> By having wild sex. Yeah. That's Bessie, Bessie Bourne's um, advice there. Um, so uh, the show, the film is actually on Thursdays. This is the world premiere, isn't it, is, it, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. So We're really pleased it's happening in London because we live in London, but it's a London story. Betty's story and his friends very much so. in the GLF and in the Commune and then the Blue Lips, although they toured the world. It's a London story and we really wanted to launch it in London. So and it, then it's also got another screening on yeah, Sunday. On Sunday yeah. But then what will the plans be after that? You said you've uh, been having lots of invitations yeah, to screen yeah. it around the world. Yes, lots of other festivals have been in touch. They want to see it and they want to think about screening it. We've got some other, we can't confirm it yet, a bit of big museum in London's interesting in showing it as well oh, yeah. as part of their networks. What's and then, the, What time is it on? On, on, su- on oh, Thursday it's uh, on six. at 6. Yeah. 6. Yeah. And on Sunday it's on, on at 1.50. Yeah, okay. Both in NFT3. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this is our launch pad to the world, really. Hope to get out to the festivals, and then we're looking for a a cinema and DVD distribution after that. Should be on the cards, yeah. Fantastic. And um, how was it getting it together? Because I I think it's been quite last minute for you, hasn't it? Well, it's been an ongoing process. We've done it over the last two and a bit years, and I've done it in between jobs. Mark's done it between jobs. Betty's done it between commitments, acting commitments as well. So um, we did the bulk of the editing last year and in the autumn last year, and then we did another couple of weeks just polishing it up and Mm. actually delivered the tape yesterday to the festival. (laughs) It was was completed on Thursday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Time's flown, hasn't it, Betty? What what other acting projects are you doing then at the moment? Well, I'm going to do... Macbeth this this uh, coming summer at the Globe. Wow! And I'm playing the Porter. Yeah. Which is a, a kind of comedy spot in the middle of all the bloodbath of Macbeth. And I'm doing a new play by Che Walker called um, The Angel Child. Mm. And uh, it's it's a really beautiful new play. Wow! I'm excited about. And That's I, interesting. I played the nurse there before about eight or nine years ago and had a wonderful time mm. so i was really glad to be asked back yeah and it's an amazing place to play because uh, you do have the groundlings and you get the feeling that they're exactly like they were 400 years ago mm-hmm. you know they're very cheeky and mouthy and you have to cheek them back <laughs> it's a little battle that goes on and then all the posh people sit around in the very expensive seats upstairs as you know the theatre is a complete and absolute accurate model of the original mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, the original actually was 
was was moved from the north side of the river by the actors, log at a time, and rebuilt on the south bank. Wow. Gosh. Um, there was some problem with the the owners, you know. Yeah. And uh, they needed to move it, so it, it's it's very much became a South London hmm. gig. Yes. Next to the bear baiting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Place. And, Fantastic. Uh, so it was exciting. And talking of, of acting, um, you sort of talk in the documentary um, about how sort of, you know, when you started to, to wear drag, how that really put a, a bit of a hiatus on your acting career for a while. Oh, no, the, dry, the drag improved it enormously, oh, it? Oh, okay. yes, because uh, I, I didn't feel I kind of fitted in anywhere. And I just thought I'm going to have a gay theatre company where I'm in the middle of it. Right. <laughs> so it was purely selfish motives. Yeah. And I did that and I was in the middle of it for 25 right, years. Right, I was okay. the director, the producer. We had two marvellous writers. Um, Ray Dobbins ended up writing for us and um, mm. it was tremendous. We had a, a really yeah. terrific time. I suppose I meant that period perhaps just before the Blue Lips and before you... Um, well, yes. when I was in the commune, the commune was about being in drag. It yeah. was we weren't trying to be women. We were trying to be a new kind of man yeah. in a way. Mm -hmm. We never wore breasts or hips or anything no. like that. You know, it was just, and we'd go out in the street and we were in drag twenty four seven. You know, mm -hmm. and sometimes it was quite tricky. Yeah, and yeah, I other imagine. times very funny. You know? <laughs> it was just great fun. That's my predominant memory of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Brilliant. Well, all the best um, with the screenings of the film. Thank you. Thanks Thank you much. so much for coming in, Betty and Jeremy. Well, we're going to play out um, with Billy Myers, who we had on the show a couple of weeks or so ago, with her single Wonderful that is out on the album Tea and Sympathy. Um, if you're not at the film festival, which you might be because there's so much going on, uh, but if you're not, the Shortwave Cinema at 1pm is hosting a sort of test performance of my brand new show, which is part documentary and part live storytelling. So come and see 90 woman at the shortwave cinema in Bermondsey Square if you fancy that but not um, you know if you're if you're going to see Betty Bourne but hopefully lots <laughs> of people are going to see it on Thursday at the world premiere yeah. which is even well, it's more sold out, exciting so. well is it sold out on Sunday as well yeah, it's sold out both days, oh it's yeah. sold out both days oh, well a crush for seats <laughs> yes maybe you can uh, I don't know what, what you can do you can spy. go to bettybournemovie.com and sign up to the mailing list and we'll tell and you when the next screening is you'll find out when the next are. screening is yeah. okay perfect well thanks so much for coming in let's hear from Billy Myers <laughs> 